we are live again i don't even know what to say i forgot how to do everything i don't even know what this is season two this is the start of season yeah two. it actually is actually um running back to his podcast lee and youngest the usual crew y'all know what's going on um youngest how we doing this evening bro content man excited to talk our topic today you know loads. yeah i'm excited too one of uh, somebody who we both love and enjoy, somebody who I think the listeners love and enjoy. So, uh, One and of the, interesting people. Yep, yep. Eclectic guy, influential guy. Um, we're doing a thing that we've done before, our capsule series. Last time we did Vince Staples, I believe. And uh, this time, who we got, youngest? We're doing Young Thug. And yes, sir. I think there's a little bit of a trend between. Uh, Vince Staples and Young Thug and like what those two bring to the table the thing when it comes to like our capsule or our hall of fame whatever you want to call it um, we try to select 10 items that kind of like help you tell a story about this person and like what would go in their hall of fame and what you're discussing when it comes to them so it might be music related it might not be music related it might be positive things it might be negative things Um, I get into some negative stuff when it comes to Thug but I think Kind of the connection between the two. Uh, I think both guys kind of like don't really care what people think um, in kind of a way that like lacks empathy. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know if it's like detrimental where like they obviously care about people's feelings and stuff, but they kind of don't have respect for people in the way they respect themselves. Um Vince on that note kind of does it because he wants to be shelled off and Thug does it as we'll discuss today because he wants to be on top of the world. Yeah. Like, there are similarities between the two and why they're interesting enough for us to talk about. Um, but they're different in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Thug is so interesting, man, because he is this guy who came onto the scene and I feel like he was one of those artists where a lot of a lot of people say about an artist like, oh, we didn't get it when it first came. I feel like Young Thug was really that way. A lot of people just didn't get it at first. I yeah, remember my experience. Yeah, I remember hearing, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about it later. I remember hearing Lifestyle for the first time. And I remember everybody I know just shitting on this song. People, because I mean, I was a little younger. People just they didn't get it and they didn't like it, and I, <laughs> I had to kind of be like, yeah, yeah, this song's not that good either. But on the low, I was really kind of fucking with it. And all these years later, like lifestyle is one of those songs that just like goes anywhere. Anytime I hear it, I gotta go crazy. So Doug is really one of those dudes who I feel like people didn't get it at first, um, and he's still he's been around a long time and for you know the kind of music he makes and he's still here which is dope so i'm excited to talk a little jeffrey yeah one of the and you said he's here for a long time which um one of the things that really caught my eye when i was digging into it um and like his career is he started out really young yes yeah. came out at about 23 years old that was like his first single um maybe we discuss it when we get to the hall of fame stuff but yeah yeah, yeah. He's only 30 years old right now, as we're recording in 2021, November 2021. Um, 
and he his peers and the people he collaborates and works with a lot like future and stuff they're an older generation yeah Uh, so it's kind of amazing how he crafted his own style and was accepted by people like somewhat older than him um one of the (laughs) things that also caught my eye was like his collab project with chris brown chris brown's older than yeah it's like Chris Brown's been around forever and Young Thug still has that idea of like a new sound. It's a sound a lot of people weren't familiar with. Um, today, he might be considered an older rapper. Uh, but yeah, it's it's amazing how, how far he's gone in his career at such like a young age, like only being 30 and having a Grammy, having a number one single. Um, there's obviously exceptions to the rule a lot of the time, but we don't see it very often like at all really especially in rap yeah and i feel like thug making it this far is interesting because it's something that i'll probably get into as we talk more i feel like the real reason he's still here is just because of how much the hip-hop community like loves and supports him where we have artists where you know their labels and the music industry really really pushes them and puts money into them promotes them I feel like Thug is really still here just off the strength of how much we all fuck with his music. Like, I still feel like Thug should be a bigger artist than he is. Like, I feel like there's there have been so many projects. I remember when Jeffrey came out, people really kind of, I feel like there was this sentiment that it was going to be his coming out party. And it really kind of wasn't that. Um, and I feel like I heard the same thing, like, with Slime Season 3 a little bit. Um even with so much fun, which actually kind of really ended up being that coming out party for him. He's still here just because he's so fucking dope and the community loves his music so much. So, yeah, we'll talk about so much fun. Oh, yeah. Eventually, like in this episode. But to oh, start, yeah. like, Lee, what what's your first exposure to Thug? What's your relationship with Thug's music? And like, how did you find him? Yeah, like like I said, the first time I ever heard Young Thug, it, it was Lifestyle. It was that rich gang era. Um, and like I said, like people were not fucking with it, but I was secretly like, yo, this is kind of dope, man. Like this is different. And just like the way he was doing the melodic stuff, I was like, this is like so unique. And I kind of liked it on the low. And I'm glad that, you know, uh, Thug kind of grew on people so I could like him more openly, you know, listening through him, you know, throughout high school and college. I've just always been a fan of Thug and how, like, he's, like, how, he's kind of a pioneer. Like, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of people that have came after Thug that have, you know, mentioned how much, you know, he influenced their sound. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's wrong or right, kind of a poster boy for what people called mumble rap. Yep. Yep. Duh. How he contributed to that. I would say Thug, I heard for sure for the first time was Stoner back in 2014. And I liked that song. <laughs> and like it kind of did feel like a one hit wonder kind of thing because I saw the name Young Thug and I was like, all right, this guy's <laughs> name is just simply Young Thug. And yeah. it, like it didn't sound like something that was sustainable. Yep. And then I think like a year later, was it? A, uh, yeah, it was a year or two later. Like lifestyle comes out. Um, he puts out like "Take Care." And there's like a bunch of rumblings about the Barter Six 
we'll get into that whole press yeah. junk, like his relationship to Birdman and Little Wayne and that part of his career. And I remember I had a friend who was extremely adamant that Young Thug is the greatest thing he'd ever heard. <laughs> and like, while I appreciated Thug at the time and like, I like some of his music. I, I always tell him like that's ridiculous. Like that's ridiculous. We're talking about a time where Jay Cole's dropping 2014 for Still Drive. We're talking about yeah. Ken to Pimp a Butterfly. Like my mind state in that era was more along those rappers and not so much Thug. Um, even Future at the time was popping off, and I'm just like, well, yeah. like off brand Future in a sense, you know, yeah. like he made yeah. music and he's not as good. But he was so fucking certain. He was like, listen, like you guys think I'm joking when I keep calling him the GOAT. I'm telling you, he's the greatest thing I've ever heard. And eventually I ended up reaching that point. And I think it was like Jeffrey, where I kind of see like how someone could think that way. Yeah, um, yeah. Not that I really agree, but right, yeah, right. It was something like you said, it took a while for people to understand. Um, yeah. I was in that camp. Like I enjoyed the mute, I enjoyed some of the music. It wasn't something I really understood until years later. And then going back and listening to Barter Six and going back and listening to 1017 Thug. And you yeah. can ahead of his time he was. And yeah. 1017 10, Thug, especially, man. That shit. And it, it I mean, it even had, because I mean, I was younger at that time. If you were around, I feel like there was a good amount of buzz on that project. Even It was making like, you know, top 50 lists and shit like that. But man like i feel like 1017 thug had dropped for the first time in like 2018 that shit would have been out of here man like that shit would yeah. that shit would have been big big i think thug kind of beat out stan culture a little bit right. um there was stuff with like Nicki minaj and like some of the bigger artists but he would have definitely had his own type of cult if yeah. said he dropped it 2018 because he's got that kind of effect on people and he's got that kind of style that people want to be super loyal to yep yeah want to dig into it yeah let's get into it doing the capsule thing like we said uh 10 entities items uh that we're gonna that we're putting into the young thug capsule the essentials if you will yeah so how this works is me and lee will each nominate like a certain thing about thug and then um we'll discuss it decide if it worth going on the list if it's not worth going on the list if it's off to the side right now and then in the end we'll pick our 10 things yes uh let me see Let's start I... us yeah we were just talking about 1017 thug so i will actually start there 1017 thug um not young thug's first project it is his first project uh being signed to a major label obviously signed to gucci in 1017 um, this is kind of a, a slight coming out party for Thug, uh, first party on a first uh, project on a major label. Um, there are features on here, and this is when people are awakened to Young Thug. Like this is the first project that was making you know top fifty year list and shit like that. Um, a project that if you go back and listen to it, because I hadn't really heard it in full, I went back and listened to it when we were prepping for this man this might be one of thug's best projects this shit is nuts so i have to go 1017 thug to start out for sure yeah so i think 1017 thug is sensational um as soon as lee said he wanted to do the young thug episode first thing i did was and do prep for young thug guess where i'm going <laughs> yeah i 
went to 1017 right away. Super, I really enjoy this project. Um, I do propose to you that instead of just 1017, it's like the album itself, that we kind of throw on the list his whole tenure with his whole tenure with 1017. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, so the Brick Squad stuff's interesting. Gucci Mane kind of discovers Young Thug in a way. Um, and he's part of his label. And then Thug drops Stoner. And Danny Brown is like a huge underground single. Yep. The strength of those two songs um, and the release of 1017 Thug, there, there started to be like a bidding war for him. On who's, yes. who's gonna get him? And there was like rumors that Future offered him 1.15 million to sign with Free Band Gang. Um, Birdman came out and said like we signed him, and Gucci started getting mad and sending cease and desist letters, <laughs> journalism, journalists that were reporting this news, and he was like, no. So like that kind of is an insight on Thug as a person. Um, I know I used the word like not really having empathy before yeah. <laughs> talking about him. Like he he really just let this shit go on between all these other labels and stuff. <laughs> yeah. He was worried about himself really. And he was kind of going around saying that he'd signed to Birdman. Ended up being that he was like signed to 1017, which is I think Atlantic. Yeah. It was managed by cash money and Birdman. So it was kind of like a complicated thing, but I think it should go on the list because 1017 Thug was like an era outside of the music that was like essential to his career and his hype and his like come up to the spot that leads to lifestyle and leads yep. to other stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's one of those things where it was so quick and so fast and so meteoric. Thug is in that in like a weird club of that even came up when we were doing the the last capsule for Vince. We were talking about the double XL freshman and shit. Young Thug is one of those interesting people who he he blew up so fast that by the time like the next freshman cover came around, he was like already too big for it. <laughs> like he it was he just got so big so fast. And like I remember going back and reading stuff about the bidding war. Like I mean, there aren't a lot of artists who have been in situations like that i'll say it like that (laughs) so yeah that that whole era has definitely gotta definitely gotta be on there i I support that and shout out to gucci man he does such a good job of like finding these people young and like fresh and giving them the time and the effort and having the patience uh like thug was rapping for i think one or two years before he really blew up Uh, yeah that doesn't seem like a long time but you can see how, like, when someone tries to sign someone, they're, they're, like, expecting immediate results. And he was patient with Doug and let him kind of build stuff. And the one I want to nominate was a song that was actually leaked and not supposed to come out. It, it's uh, Danny Glover. So this go on our list right away. But Danny Glover is, like, a, I mean, it's a great song. <laughs> That's like probably me and, late, like, I can't really – put a whole lot of adjectives to it when it comes to young thug describing his music it's a little difficult because it's so peculiar and like idiosyncratic and he's got his own style and everything but danny glover was the song that like kind of had him blow up like stone one that was 
getting on the radio and like it a lot of people were listening to it but Danny Glover was the one Drake was putting an Instagram video of him dancing to. Kanye was putting an Instagram video of him listening to that song. It was the one that got the ear of like Future and Birdman and stuff and going like, hey, this is someone that we can really rock with. And I mean, I wasn't in Atlanta in 2014. I was like 14 years old at the time, too. Like, (laughs) So I'm not really sure like what the atmosphere was like but from what i've read and what i've heard from people in that time it, it was huge yes stoner and danny glover were like this interesting one-two punch i know i said lifestyle is it's really my first like memories deep of young thug but i definitely have like you know little little fragments of memories of watching 106 and park or listening to uh the rap stations over here and like hearing stoner and danny glover at that time and just being like oh what like what is that that's kind of like a mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, the, like Stoner and Danny Glover, they're to me, I kind of think of them together because it was just that one, like that one-two punch. I just remember hearing them um around that time. So yeah, I love Danny Glover, dude. <laughs> or uh, I think it's called if you try to listen to it on Spotify now, it's called Two Bitches, I think. Which it was re-released by his now um whoever he's signed to like the dude is signed to different management and records <laughs> but the person he signed to um i believe his name is lior cohen uh, lior cohen yeah lior cohen yeah. At, at 300 entertainment yep so lior cohen at 300 entertainment the first thing he did after he signed thug was like we are release re-releasing danny glover and we're gonna entitle it uh two bitches by danny glover yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's how good of the song it is that, like, when he's like, you remember that song two years ago you had blow up? Yeah, we're re releasing this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for now. Yeah. Doug has, like, super expansive career and that might not be that. Yeah, let, let me think of where we should go next. Um, yeah, since we, since we just brought up 300, I want to talk about kind of a grouping of events because (laughs) with young thug he obviously has his projects his mixtapes his albums but he also has these label albums with ysl which is his imprint and i think him just forming the ysl imprint is something that is so big because a lot of artists when you think of people who have their own imprints you think of pretty big artists for the most part uh successful imprints at least you know your wayne's uh ross you know shit like that um thug was a guy who was able to have an imprint and got gonna like right off of the bat um you know has he has two albums with the imprint um the second album did a lot better than the first one i think it might have even debuted at number one on the billboard hip-hop charts so i would just say him him starting the YSL imprint and especially signing Gunna like that is like that's a big deal yeah uh so Thug I know I talked about Gucci but Thug is very similar I mean we're reaching Jay Critch has like his own label and shit yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thug, Thug has the same thing where he tries to go find a lot of and he's very patient with them and he puts them on his songs and he promotes their albums and he does what a good like label exec does. He'll show them a feature. Um, 
and he's struck on some stuff. I enjoy like Lil Duke and I enjoy Lil Keed and yep. Unfook and Yak Gotti and all those like smaller guys, T Shine that like pop up on his stuff. Um, but he did strike gold with Gunna and he did really help Lil Baby at the start. I think Lil Baby was part of them for a little bit. Yeah. For with the YSL, but um, he also worked with producers like Wheezy and Turbo, and now they're like names onto themselves. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like, putting YSL records on the list and just that whole identity bug, like, trying to find people, yeah, yeah, I like having YSL on there. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, Thug has a Thug has a little bit of that Gucci in him of just like being able to not only find talent, but having talent gravitate towards him. Like a lot of people, a lot of artists, they have that image of Young Thug. Like, I want to work with him. I want to like be around Young Thug. He has like this image that I feel like a lot of artists just respect. They respect his craftsmanship as an artist. So, yeah. Gotta put Y gotta put YSL on there. Then... Next thing I want to talk about is kind of like one of the darker sides of Thug. Oh no, maybe it's not really a darker side. It's important sure. you're talking about his I don't want to nominate just in general his relationship. It wouldn't be running back the hits unless I had some difficult difficulty. <laughs> but we're Mid- back. Mid season form. You already mid-season four, you know. Um, but the thing I was going to nominate was uh, Young Thug's relationship to Little Wayne in general. Um, yep, in- inescapable. It's something that needs to be discussed. Uh, he has a very complicated relationship with Wayne. He's looked up to him basically his whole career and like before his career since he was young, and he was a big of copy style yeah especially like that that early i came from nothing thug a lot of a lot of wayne so much wayne influence there the point that like that was the only thing that described him for a little bit was a little wayne yeah um there's rumors and there's allegations that he tried to shoot up little wayne's tour bus and kill little wayne And that obviously stems from his relationship with Birdman and the arguments that Birdman and Wayne had over money and Thug's arguments with Wayne over stealing his style, but also looking up to him. And then they did a song together, Take Care, which was like a bigger deal. And then he was trying to name his album the Carter Six because yeah, look, yeah. Carter's out and he was going to release the Carter Five, but Thug wanted the sixth Carter and then yeah. Wayne asked him not to, so he changed it to Barter Six. And it's it's a back and forth that's super complicated. And even at the time, it didn't make sense because I remember just like hearing like Little Wayne got his tour bus shot up by Young Thug and he didn't like him, but then they were doing songs together. And then Thug respected his wishes to change it to Barter 6. And it's this whole ordeal that I feel has kind of escaped him, thankfully. Um, People now don't really equate the two as much as they used to, but it was definitely a major, major issue. 
Yeah, it was a thing where I mean, Thug is not a guy who does a lot of interviews. I feel like I've I've heard the question come up in, in earlier Thug interviews before. Yeah, just this very weird thing. Like, obviously, like the link between them. There's the Birdman connection. Obviously, Wayne and Birdman. Have, I don't even know if they're on good terms now. They seem to not be on good terms a lot. But yeah, um, like I said, that early Thug. You know, I came from nothing, Thug, dude. Just so much Wayne influence damn near sounds just like a Wayne imitation so yeah you obviously get that you know that he looked up to Wayne um and then obviously he you know starts becoming successful and then there's like this beef it culminates in him you know allegedly might have had something to do with what happened with Wayne at that tour bus so yeah it's something that when you're talking about Thug yeah you gotta you that has to come up (laughs) his relationship with Wayne yeah, I mean, it was to the point I have an older sibling who refused to listen to Young Thug because he was like, if I listen to Young Thug, I might as well listen to Little Wayne. Yep. And tell them they're different. <laughs> <laughs> took a lot of, I think Jeffrey was finally the one I played. And I was like, listen, man, like, if you don't see it now, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a very complicated thing that there's not a lot of information on i know you said thug doesn't really do interviews i might talk about that a little later but that's the thing he kind of does like he'll be in an interview and he's walked off and went straight to the airport like mid-questioning um he i read a gq profile he had and the person doing the profile seemed to be irritated with like his lack of respect for their time Um, yeah I think he spent like three days with him and could barely get a word out of him. And he said the first, like the first question he asked him because he knew he had to do like a softball question and kind of ease him in was like, what do you wish people asked you? And his response was, do I give a fuck? Like, well, do you give a fuck? And he's like, no, I don't give a fuck. It's kind of just the guy young thug is to the point that he has sort of a temper to the point that you believe that he would shoot up like little ones yeah. or you believe he would get in these kind of altercations, even though he his like on stage performance a lot more glamorous in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I agree the Wayne thing, it's it's something I had on my list as well. So yeah, I feel like that's gotta be in there. And I I do wonder like what the culmination of that is gonna be because I feel like it's kind of you think it's bubbling? I think it's kind of over. I mean, yeah. Well, I think just in terms of like, I don't know, like, what their relationship is. I don't know if it was ever really as much of a thing as we made it. I'm just kind of wondering if we'll ever get answers. I feel like we probably won't, but yeah, I think we got a little bit of a discussion again when he released. People yeah. Like, another rebirth, but it wasn't at the same level that we had. Yeah. Yeah. 15 like that was that felt like it dominated like hip-hop blogs for like months about this like tension between the two that i wasn't really sure there was tension because they were doing music together it was very weird yeah um but what do you got next to nominate uh i'm gonna go with since we're talking about wayne it's kind of a subplot of something that you brought up which is the barter six um i feel like this was really a turning point for young thug um 
there was a lot more buzz around this like in terms of a project it was like okay there's a thug project coming out and there's a lot of buzz for it it's actually his first album that is gold certified well not album technically it's a commercial mixtape young thug has a lot of those (laughs) um so yeah it's his first uh gold project so um peaked at number 22 on the billboard 200 this was you know great for thug at the time it was the most success he'd ever seen and it's a really fucking good project as well. Um, so yeah, I gotta gotta nominate the Barter Six. I think it's something that you gotta gotta listen to it if you're trying to get the Young Thug experience. Yeah. So we talked about lifestyle and we talked about his relationship to Wayne and just kind of like Stoner and him kind of dancing around the news. Um, and Seventeen Thug was obviously like a major project, especially when it came to like blogs and like underground stuff. Barter Six felt like his coming out to the rap industry. Yep. Not like the general U.S. public or anything. We'll get to that later. Uh, he eventually makes his way there, but this is like talking to rap fans. Young Thug is a name that can come up, and Young Thug is something that was a topic of conversation. And Barter Six was the one that did it. I mean, Barter Six was the one that was getting photoshopped with like the Beatles holding in the record store and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Barter Six was coming at a time where like memification and stuff was really growing. So I remember it being a lot of places on the internet and finally listening to it and just enjoying the <sighs> features from like Little Duke to Jacquees. Uh, Gotti, Young Dolph, like yeah, Dolph, yeah, like Doug. Doug has such like a weird range with his projects. He has like these long, bloated projects that like have a lot of skips in them, but they have their great songs. And then he's got like these quick, short projects. You know, like your Slime Season Threes, shit like that. Barter Six is that weird middle ground, like thirteen songs, fifty minutes. It's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, the other thing, too, the videos for this album, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, like, this album. yeah, the halftime video is great. We'll talk about Young Thug videos later, but, like, he's got a good grasp on those. Um, I remember with – oh, no, it wasn't with that. Never mind. I always get with that and with them. Yeah, mixed. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Barter 6 – think that's gonna go uh we put it on the list run maybe right now what do you think uh i mean if i think if we if we got a if you're you're down if it's on your kind of short list i think we should put it on there because it's it's on mine for sure we'll put it on there for now yeah Um, so my thing is like we already got four things on here and we're not even like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's how interesting and like great he is. Um, there is uh, one. I was just thinking. Oh, yes. So there's one thing I want to touch on. I don't think it's going to go on the list, but the fact that he made the tag for London on the track and how special the tag that is. Uh, yeah, and that should just be mentioned. I don't think it's good enough to be like on the list that we're making, but it is definitely something that's important and or important in this realm of young thug. I agree. One of the bigger things, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a list maker, but 
let, let me keep I'm, I'm gonna keep that in the bottom of my or the, the back of my mind because that that's that's pretty interesting actually that's pretty interesting you got another nomination uh yeah so okay this is one where it's like i think it's it kind of has to be there it is it's just a one it's, it's a song it's a moment it's not even his song it's a feature but i think it's his biggest appearance yeah it's 10 times platinum it's the biggest song he's been on and it's a fucking banger that's shit is hard it's a his feature on havana yes by uh camilla cabello yeah dude so first of all this song is fucking hard this shit is crazy and it's thug in such a different realm like i remember hearing that he was on the song for the first time and being like brett ain't no fucking way that shit is gonna work and it works so well he fit on this pop artist like at this time i think she's still in fifth harmony she might have just left so like that's kind of her image and young thug just gets on that song and adapts so well like it was something that i never thought that the guy who made 1017 thug would be able to do and he does it so well like he's amazing on there yeah so when i was reading like when I was looking in for prep for Thug, I came across a BBC interview or a BBC like profile on him. I'm not sure if he contributed to it at all. They were talking about him being like his influence and him being one of the more influential people in rap. And they said that he helped her reach like this level of fame. Like she was using him, not him using her. And I found that super interesting. That, yeah, that's interesting. Like he, like you mentioned, he hops on a pop song and he adapts and he helps it get to a number one single. And it felt like at the time that like it was his breaking out, like people are going to discover Young Thug through this song. And yeah. I'm sure hundreds and thousands of people did. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of like something I want to bring up. That was super interesting that they described it as him helping her out, even though he never reached like that level. Yeah, because I mean, looking looking back, I think that might have been one of her first solo songs. I think it is. It's on her first. Yeah. And I I mean, I I, I don't know really much about her, how her music is doing now, but I feel like that that might be her biggest solo song to date. And a lot of that is because of Thug. So, I mean, yeah, retrospectively, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I wouldn't say I agreed with that at the time. But looking mm-hmm. back, I, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, Havana was definitely on my list. That's been on the list. It's, yeah. uh, it's important because something I do want to touch on, I don't know if this is on your list. We can just get to it right away. I don't really count his first Grammy. Um, his first Grammys for uh, This Is America. By Don, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, or Childish Gambino. Um, and I just like don't count that as his song because he only right, did right. on there. So I I wanted to put something on there that like was an accomplishment and achievement in Havana is definitely the one because first number one single felt like he exploded after that because we get so much fun and now we're at punk and like his image and his status from that point on. So Havana is definitely on there. Yeah. Uh, I got to think about what I got. So we talked about the 
number six. I think the next thing I want to talk about is the slime series. Slime season one, two, and three. Um, he so really what happens is young about like a shit ton of mixtapes within the shortest span humanly possible. Like <laughs> well, yeah, you want to talk yeah. about that Wayne influence. <laughs> And really what happened was he had a bunch of music that, like, was out. And looking back now, I had a bunch of songs off, like, that pit, like, bootleg mixtapes that were thug songs that never actually got released. And I think I was getting my hands on some leaks I didn't know about. <laughs> Dude, there's some shit on there, man. <laughs> so he starts dropping, like, Slime Season 1 and 2, like, a month apart. Uh-uh. Yep these massive like 25 track mixtapes and they are fucking spectacular um the slime season mixtapes is probably one of my favorite mixtape series if not my favorite mixtape series of any rapper it's something special it all cultivates with slime season three which ends up being like a commercial mixtape that is a lot shorter than the first two but you can kind of see the progression between the first two to the third one and it's all positive progression it's different styles that are both amazing yeah dude yeah the slime season series i mean he's got a couple series like 1017 thug i came from nothing slime slime season is the best young thug series like slime season two i i don't know what's my favorite between two and three like that's a tough decision really? i think I, one is my favorite that's kind of crazy i like I, that's the thing i like one two i think yeah. Two might be my favorite, and then I, I have to put three right there just because of how fucking big and how big it was. But yeah, one is good too. Like it's just such a great series. You get kind of like that street feel from the early ones, then you get kind of a more commercial feel with the third. Like you just get everything in there, and it's mm-hmm. just it's just Thug showcasing what makes him Thug. Yeah. Amazing mixtape series. Damn, so that's it. So you said your rank is like two, three, one, you would think? I think I would go two, three, one. I'm probably one, three, two. I mean, I like them all. Same. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's very it's, clearly I like them all, but like, yeah, yeah. that's I that's pretty cool. I didn't know there was like uh much like conversation between people which one people like the most. So I'm, I'm gonna start asking people my life. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask Joe. He's he's the resident young thug stand. I'm gonna have to ask Joe. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I'd have to put two as my favorite. But goddamn, they're all so good. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely. I'm definitely cool with the slime season series being uh being there. Yeah, next for us. Um, I'm actually gonna steal something that I know is on your list because it's what you mentioned when I said we should do this episode. And that is the rollout for the Jeffrey album. More specifically, Young Thug wearing a dress because he had a stick, man. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, since I, since you're the one who kind of brought it up, I'll, I'll let you talk first about it. But I love this. We can we can do this kind of jointly. But the Jeffrey rollout was like it was coming after Slime Season Three. It was coming after the I'm Up mixtape. And Thug, like we were mentioning before, was kind of bubbling up within, like, rap communities. Um, Butter Sticks had come out, like, people are aware of Young Thug, but he still hasn't been on Havana yet. He still hasn't reached, like, 
mainstream culture really um there's like some memes and stuff going on about him but the general public's not really aware of him and then pictures start floating around twitter of him in a dress yeah um young thug right or wrong i i don't know if we really have a clear answer on this um he's been accused of being a homosexual in a time where people like found that as a problem. Why? Yeah. I'm really sure. But like, yeah, yeah. He's being gay for a long time and he kind of like fights it kind of doesn't not for us to decide what, what his sexual preference is. Right, right. I ended up reading in an interview today that I'd never seen before that apparently his dad used to yell at him when he wore his uh, little, when he wore his sister's like, glossy slippers or something right this is like his way of getting back at him like now that he gets to do what he wants so he comes out in a dress and like a full komodo thing and he does this photo shoot and the pictures are circulating online and he says don't call me young thug anymore my name is jeffrey yeah yeah man no one really knows what to expect with this next album like we just got the slime season series which is amazing we just got barter six which is like its own sound that doesn't seem like it fits with the dude that wears a dress and wants to be called jeffrey and yeah get like i'm up so no real clue what's coming out with jeffrey yeah like Je- like jeffrey just the whole thing it's so young thug <laughs> you know the dress is the cover the names of all the songs being people who he says you know have influenced him you know throughout life the dress thing is so interesting because when you listen to people in the industry talk about thug like yeah they talk about thug like he, he, he's about that action like i, I i'm while they was just on while they was just on drink champs and he was someone who had heard thug pretty early he was on thug for a lot of people where he said he remember this time where he went to the studio with thug or i think thug came to his studio and this motherfucker just had like a book bag full of guns <laughs> like but like people who t- like who c- kind of know about thug they really talk about thug like it's not entirely like facade with him so the dress thing was interesting especially like the combo around it and like especially now it's all the like love that is getting like retroactively super dope like i know the dress is like in a museum or some shit like yeah, I I love this moment for Thug. And it's such a it's such an interesting album in Thug's discography. Um it might it weirdly might be the one I liked the most. I remember it was it was the one where I was really like this is this is an this is an elite all-time artist right here. So Je- Jeffrey has a special place in my heart. Yeah, I mean I uh, <laughs> I can keep talking about Jeffrey for a while and I might I mainly haven't been going too far uh too far I don't think so. Like first thing when you were talking about like young folk being with the shit that was a thing i read a lot in these interviews is like oh yeah i went to interview young thug and his bodyguard has like a semi-automatic weapon strap yeah yeah ready all times um I'm, i don't know if it was the jet photo shoot in particular but there was one where he was dressed and the photographer's like yeah he had the biggest gun possible the smallest dress that you could yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's something that you hear, you know what I'm saying, and from a lot of different places. 100% with this shit. Um, Something like that sparked my reminder when you talk about Wale and like his relationship to Thug 
Did you see that Thug got mad people were remixing Stoner? Yeah. Yeah, I did read that. I think it was on, I know it was on the wiki, but I think I read it in an interview. I mean, yeah, it's just another thing where Thug is so different because when you're a bubbling artist and people start remixing your song, 9.9 times out of 10, the artist is going to be like, oh man, this is dope. I'm going to reach out. This is going to be like a great thing for me. Not Young Thug. (laughs) Thug is like, what the fuck are these people doing on my song? Yeah, so he named Wale and Jim Jones particularly. He said, I fuck with those dudes, but if you think you can rap better than me, then we'll have a rap battle. Do not rap on my shit. Like that's really his attitude towards the thing. But yeah, back to Jeffrey. Jeffrey, great album. Um on me and Lee's second episode ever, we talked about Jeffrey briefly. And I it actually got me uh friends with like some people in college, just like them playing jeffrey and i'm like oh you guys like this shit too <laughs> yeah to be friends they like it was uh it was definitely a moment that was branching out to like other people it was kind of a bigger thing on the internet and it was kind of bubbling up but again thug's not really at that point yet um while we're here talking about jeffrey i think we can include it in our jeffrey when we're putting it in there but like the wycliffe gene video yep I- yeah, important. When it comes to thugs it talks a lot about his personality yeah that was something that lasted on the internet for a couple of days in a time where stuff only lasts on the internet for like 12 hours to a day but yeah that was a big thing on the internet the white clef gene video and just the <laughs> just how it, it kind of goes back to what you said about thug not really being a guy who wants to do interviews or do press talk to people yeah it was him just like blowing off his video shoot <laughs> Just like not wanting to do this video that cost all this money. And, yeah, a hundred thousand. Yeah, and I rem- I actually remember watching that that video because one of my friends who I don't really think was on Young Thug at the time, he was like, "Yo, have you seen this shit?" And I was like, "No." And then I watched yeah. it. And I was like, "This is brilliant." And I'm like, "I'm Young Thug. Probably he had no part in this, and it's fucking brilliant." Like. <laughs> Me and you have talked a little bit how we're not big music video guys. Um, yeah. I had the same experience. I had someone ask me about it, like, that I didn't even know listen to Thug. Yeah. Like, Have you seen the Wycliffe Jean video? I was like, no, why would I watch the, like, why would I watch? <laughs> it's yeah. like any other music video, you know? And yeah, so that's something like he blows off the, the video shoot. Um, he requests a bunch of things. He, like, puts the director through hell. He finally shows up, like, 12 hours later and refuses to get out of the car. <laughs> Sends a video, like, two months later of him by an airplane, like, eating hot Cheetos and says, put this in the Wyclef Jean video. Um, the thing I noticed, though, which, like, I'm kind of on edge about, I, I don't really know, like, what side of the coin I fall on. I don't know if I need to fall on the side of a coin. But, like, the thing I noticed between people that interview him to the Wycliffe Gene video director is, like, they are frustrated as shit with this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, annoys the fuck out of them. Mariah Carey levels of just being a diva. To yeah. It, you know. And, like, part of it's, like, well, why I'm a reporter, you're not listening to me or respecting me. Like, who really gives a shit? That's yeah kind of how i feel on it but at the other end like i get it like you're just trying to do your job and this guy is sitting in the car 
like refusing to get out and do the video that he wanted and he doesn't even have a complaint <laughs> yeah it's so wild because i don't know if you've seen his interview with uh with big boy big boy the la uh radio dude but that was yeah. i think that might have been one of the first interviews where i was like oh it, it might just be like super selective like if you're not one of like the three yeah. press people who i fuck with like don't even bother because oh, him, and, yeah. him and big boy had just like a really interesting interview and yeah i mean it's something that i mean probably has hurt him <laughs> you know as he's going through his career because he can't press don't really want to fuck with him like that um but yeah and I, even like the big boy interview was so interesting i remember watching it and being like just getting thug in like a whole new light because he just wouldn't open up to any other outlet you know yeah i forget which one looking it up now as we talk there was like a viral clip i forget what the viral clip really was about but there was one where like he's he said something kind of controversial on some like podcast recently and i remember just like hearing him talk on there and thinking, I don't think I've ever heard Young Thug talk this way. Like, I've, I've never heard him be this open. I've never heard him, like, say more than a few words. So that was super interesting. Like, he probably is really select. Yeah, and it's, and, like, his music kind of doesn't help us figure out more about him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, whenever we do get that rare interview, even, I think for this last album, he's done a couple more interviews. I know he did the breakfast club and shit like that so i feel like that might be something that he's opening up to a little bit um which i, well, I mean so. if he's trying to put out something like if he's trying to get bigger as he like so much fun was massive and like take the next step up he's doing something different with punk. Like he, he's got to play the game a little bit yeah. um yeah that's how these things work yeah i don't know thug thug is a complicated person for me because i enjoy his music a lot and I think he's an interesting person at the same time. He might not be a person I ever want to run into or talk to or interview or like. Just yeah. Like if I'm not, if I'm not young thugs friend or I, or if I know young thugs friend who can like vouch for me, I don't know. I, I I'd be scared to do it. <laughs> I'd be scared to talk to like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm good. Just like sitting in my car, listening to Jeffrey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Jeffrey rollout videos, everything, album in general. Yeah, just 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 that whole moment, man. All right, so go from Jeffrey. I'm trying to think what's what's the next logical step for us to talk about. I do want to talk about it. I don't know if it makes our list. Think is like collab albums in general deserve to have a conversation. Yep, this this was on my list. If it's what I, that's what I think it is. I mean, super slimy, yep. obviously. Super slimy is one that like really broke through when it came to like Thug and Future collabs. I know they'd worked together before. I personally fucking love Super Slimy. I know a lot of people are like iffy on it. It's one of my favorite future projects. It's one of my favorite thug projects. The shit is amazing to me. <laughs> like, so on re-listen, I liked it a lot more than I remembered. I was definitely one of those people who was kind of trashing it. Um, on re-listen, I did like it more. Um, 
it's, it's still it's still not like super high on either of my discography rings for either one but i think it has to be here just because the collab albums were such a moment in time and for thug to kind of get in on that with future um a guy who you know had broken before him a big artist in his lane uh super slimy was a really really big moment you know regardless of how people feel about the project yeah i mean i don't really want to just talk about super slimy though but i want to talk about collab in general because he's got the one with carnage the young martha that's yeah. like yeah yes sir yeah, there's some shit on there, you know. Um, it's four songs, sorry, not three songs. Yeah, that, yeah, that shit Call is dope. Liger yeah. is my shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Liger's good. Um, reluctantly, he does have a collab project with Chris Brown, the Batman. Yeah. Um, I did not listen to the whole thing. I did listen to "Help Me Breathe" with Future because I heard Future floated on that and. Yeah, that's more of a thought in future collab than Chris Brown touching on it. And great song. Um, their abilities to work together. I'm still waiting on Thug and Gunna to do something together. Thug, Gunna, and Baby, all three of them want to make like a super group and give us 10 songs. I'm all ears. Um, yeah, I think I think Thug is really open to like collabor- collaborating with people from Elton John to Jaden Smith to yeah. Gucci. Like it, all across the board. Um, I read an interview that like he told uh, Cohen, his manager, like hook me up with Adele. Like I really want to do a song with Adele. So uh, hopefully one day we get one of those. Yeah, I think it really just speaks to his versatility. Bro. Like he can really adapt and go on any kind of beats and instrumentation, singing, rapping. He can just make anything work. And that's why... I mean, yeah, there are so many, there are so many collab album dream situations where Thug would work and other artists wouldn't. <laughs> like, as much as I'm a Drake fan, I don't really want to hear Drake do any collab albums, really. Um, I, Future's another guy who I feel like I like, you know, a lot of Future stuff, but he's a guy who I don't really think of who I want to hear collab albums. Thug is a guy who I could hear him do a collab so, album with so many people. Unless they want to give us Super Slimy too, Please. <laughs> feel more than welcome to give us super slime too but yeah Doug is definitely a lot uh a lot more versatile where you can just fit in anywhere and kind of fuck with it yeah yeah what do you what do you got after thug collapse um let's let's let, let's just let's let's just get to so much fun man let's just get to so much fun um when we were i remember before this episode came to fruition, we were just talking. I said that Punk was going to be Young Thug's biggest album. And I said that, I think it like maybe the day or day after it came out. And the reason I felt that way, I feel like his label and the music industry, I feel like people wanted it to be the Thug album. You know, Post Malone was on there, Future, Doja Cat, Drake, like... The, fe- the features, he was on NPR. Like, I feel like the push was for Punk to be the biggest album. Unfortunately, it didn't end up happening that way. I think mainly just because So Much Fun is a lot better to me. I think So Much Fun is really just a better body of work. It was just so organic how it came. 
so yeah i i thought punk was gonna end up being thug's biggest album and i think i'm gonna end up being wrong on that because so much fun it was such an interesting moment such a dope project uh just people gravitating towards the music um that might have been his first platinum album uh i think it's most certainly his most sold yeah yeah um i think his first album to go platinum gotta go with so much fun here like amazing like it's so i don't it's not my favorite thug project i think front to back but it, it was the moment where i was like okay i think thug is really about to be this pop name where he can do an album like punk like that's so much fun set the stage for that uh yeah so so much fun when it came to rollout i remember the album cover dropping and I remember seeing a lot more people excited for it than I imagined. Um, we didn't really talk about Thugger Girls yet. Maybe yeah. we'll go back to that after we talk about this. But Thugger Girls didn't necessarily like blow up, especially after Jeffrey. And like it felt like he was rising. Thugger Girls felt like kind of a standstill of a step back, maybe. Not really a step back. All right. So when the So Much Fun album cover dropped, I remember seeing... Like just in my personal life, a lot of people excited for it, which kind of surprised me. And then when it dropped, I personally have a lot of trouble like getting a young thug project on the first try. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes like that. I never judge thug in particular, young thug in particular. I will never judge a project after a first listen with him. Yep. I will go back and I'll listen to it a few more times afterwards because I tend to get proven wrong. So I'd never want to make like any definite statements when it comes to him or anything. So that one, I didn't get like, I didn't get so much fun. I was looking for Jeffrey again. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was looking, maybe he dips his pen back into like the barter six stuff. And I didn't really get so much fun at first. Now I fucking love the album and I love the songs on there. And I, listen to it a lot and i just remember a lot of people just raving about it and they were like this is young thug's best this is the peak of young thug like finally the people that didn't like young thug were like finally he made a good album you know that's why i was kind of shocked when you were saying that punk might be his biggest album Uh, that was my initial pushback was like i felt like so much fun was massive right out from hot I remember Hot being a big deal. Yep. I remember the day the London dropped. I remember everyone like, oh my God. Him and J. Cole. Yep. yep. Uh, (laughs) I like that song. I I don't know how people feel about it, but. Yeah. I think the thing I just saw, especially coming off of so much fun, I think, especially coming from, you know, 300 and his label and, you know, kind of the music industry as a whole. I feel like a lot of people really, really wanted punk to be more than it ended up being. Um, and I think it's still... That was, that was more of a label push than... Yep. And yeah, so that's the thing about So Much Fun. It was just so organic, bro. Um, and it was kind of, like I said earlier, like the reason that Thug is still here is because the hip-hop community, like the fans have just been kind of keeping him afloat. And that was the one where it was like an I told you so moment for everyone. It was like we like Doug is really that fucking dude. We've been trying to tell y'all. Um, and he just really, really uh came through with so much fun. Love, love so much fun. 
they, even, they, even though even though machine gun, even though machine gun Kelly's on. <laughs> there's some inch, yeah, there's some just because it's so fucking long, there's some duds on there. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do think like for the intro track, fucking uh just how it is. Remember, there was like a span where <laughs> I think I was out of time with some friends, and I woke up in the morning. You gotta play just how it is, just like <laughs> speaker, bro. We ran that yeah. shit eight times. Yeah. Um, and what's the move? I go back to mannequin challenge a lot. If you're a world guy, I'm not too big a fan of Juice World, but I love him. Yeah, G- great album. Pretty much all the way through. Yeah, I agree. There's there's a couple songs I skip, but it, it's a pretty good listen all the all the way through for me. So, got got to have so much fun on there for sure. Oh yeah, sup mate? I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> thinker man. Yeah. So, we do we want to put so much fun on the list? I, I think so much fun has got to be on the list. I think so. So as of now, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have nine with one maybe. And I think we should do two more nominations each. So that way we can make it more interesting. Yeah. Let me, yeah. I honestly don't have like a ton more nominations left. Some some of the stuff I had, we kind of ended up bundling, especially yeah, a lot so of like we, the we want to cut it and not really have any controversy. That's not too big of a deal with me. Um, I do want to talk about Beautiful Thugger Girls, though. Uh, we talked yeah. about his versatility and his willingness to, like, step out of a box. Uh, we see that punk and, like, him trying to do the punk rock stuff. But Thugger Girls was kind of introduced as, like, my country album. Yeah, Thugger Girls and, was yeah. an interesting moment. And I think a project that a lot of people don't look at fairly. Um, I think a lot of people, and it's weird because it like when we talk about Thug, and by this time, by the time Third Girls comes out, it's 2017. So we think, okay, Young Thug isn't going to come out of left field and hit us with some shit that we don't expect at this point. Like we know Thug is eclectic. We know he's different, but he still kind of manages to come out and really kind of surprise some people with this project. A project that I think, is good obviously not his best but man there's some great moments on this project like you said featuring Quavo I'll say it anytime it's one of my favorite Young Thug songs period um yeah there are good moments all over this thing I think it's a project that a lot of people shit on unfairly dope dope project I think so the two things about it one the only two songs I really revisit and I revisit them a lot Said by Quavo in relationship with Future. Yeah. I go back to those two like a ton. Yeah. My main issue with it though, like I said, he kind of pushed it as a country album. Yeah. That with Millie Go Lightly, like to start out. And then he kind of abandons that like whole ordeal immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like as much as I love relationship, as much as I love you said, I wish he just like hung on to it and just saw what he could cultivate with. And uh, yeah, that's that's really my problem with beautiful thugger girls. I don't think it's on our list, but it's definitely something I wanted to bring up and talk. 
Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't deliver on that on that country album promise, which is interesting, especially because like the fact that his remix to uh, Old Town Road would come later. I'd, it would be interesting if he really was like, let me let me try to do this like for a whole project. I think that would be kind of interesting. Um, d- didn't get it with Thugger Girls, but yeah, still it's still an interesting kind of one off project when I think of Thug. Like it's kind of to the side. I still I still enjoy it as a project, but it's kind of to the side a little bit. Is there anything particular you want to talk about next? Um. If you got anything on else on your list, I, I'd be interested. I think we hit pretty much everything on my list. Yeah, I mean, there's we can close out the list. There are a few things I do want to touch on. One, we talked about like Thug doing country. Now he's doing the punk rock thing. Yeah, I think he does have like a little bit. I think if he gave the EDM house music thing a shot a little more, I think we could get some fun stuff there. If he did like a Big Fish Theory type album. Because me and you both love the song with Jamie XX. I know there's going to be good times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we get like 10 of those. I'd appreciate it, Thug. I know you're listening. Um, Yeah, I think, man, that would be so dope. I I think the only thing with that is, I mean, like we kind of said, I feel like Thug kind of only interacts with people, especially in that capacity to like do like a whole album that he's friends with. I don't know how many like people he's close with who are like in the EDM community. But I mean, shit, like he did that project with Carnage. Carnage does, Carnage does a lot of EDM shit. Like, I feel yeah, like, I mean, there's some good, I mean, Carnage is an EDM producer. Or yeah. He's more EDM than house. I, w- I would like house a little, more, like I would like something a little more upbeat, like Harris, who he's worked with. So yeah. Cal just yeah. wants to give us fucking funk wave too. Yeah. That's the name of the album. Yeah. right? Wave. Yeah. Yeah. Funk wave. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to give us Funk Wave Volume 2 and, like, five Thug songs on there, big fan of that. Uh, yeah, so Thug, having that type of versatility. Also, I want to touch on, like, Young Thug's flows. I know he does, like, a lot of different sounds and contorts his voice like a gymnast. Like, it's... Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Carnage tape, and I think that's the first time we heard the Cookie Monster voice. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, love that for Thug. Do you have any like last like? Do you have any comments on Punk? I listened to Punk one time through. I said earlier I do not make any statements on a one time listen with Young Thug. I'm gonna give it a few months and go back and listen. Yeah. So I my thing with Punk. Um, I remember listening to it for the first time the day after it came out at work, and I remember at first like through the first couple of songs being like oh man this shit I, I don't know how i'm gonna feel about this and then right when we get to the song with future which is called peeping out the window it's track six so yeah. once we get there all the way through it's actually a pretty good album to me like i don't i don't i don't mind listening to it all the way through at that point i think there are a couple of couple of slow moments that you've got to get through but it's a I mean, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I'm going to have to see how I feel about it in a couple months, uh, especially like with year end shit coming up. I'll give it some more spins at the end of the year. But I like it. Definitely not as good as so much fun. Um, I, I don't know where I put it in, you know, the Young Thug pecking order. But I do think it kind of succeeded on kind of Young Thug trying to 
make an album more pop appeal. Like I think there were some songs that, especially Icy Hot with Doja Cat and uh, yeah. the, the song with Post and ASAP living it up. Like those are songs I really think could have worked on like a pop level. So I think Thug is really kind of flexing that he can do that. In- interested to see what comes next for Thug. Like he's kind of weirdly a vet, especially in, you know, the space of hip hop that he makes. And he's um, still young. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got another 10 years of like relevancy if he, keep it. you know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, like we said earlier, he's got that Gucci thing where like young artists fuck with him. So he can, he can always be like, Hey, Hey, little baby, can I get a verse? Hey, Gunna, can I get a verse? Like, he, he, he'll he always have that going for him. So, yeah, I'm super interested to see what the future holds for Thug. Um, the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on when it came to Thug, he has so many good, like, Lucy singles. We talked about uh, Danny Glover. Warriors, another favorite of mine. I know is another favorite of mine. He has a lot. Uh, of best best friend. Best friend. I forgot about uh, best friend. Not on some season three. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Best friend's fucking huge. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. That one. like man. Man, that got some shit. Like <laughs> that. That that's the main. Uh, that's the main summary of this episode. Thug is really that dude. That was fun talking young thug. To go over our list, which is done exactly at 10. Um, young Thug Hall of Fame for me and Lee. We got 1017 Thug era. Everything from the Gucci like signing wars to the mixtape itself and that whole time period of him being connected to Gucci Mane and 1017 Brick Squad. We got his formation and his albums for YSL Records and like his relationship with finding new artists. We got his whole little Wayne relationship and uh, the good and the bad and the ugly with that and Birdman. We got the Barter Six, the album itself. Wayne relationship and like naming the album, but the Barter Six music itself is special enough for us to put on here. Got the song Havana, his first number one single. Slime season series, all three mixtapes. Me and Lee went over how much we fucking love those. Um, we got Jeffrey in general in that time period. I think it was August 2016. Like the rollout, the video, the album, the dress. Yeah, <laughs> all that. All that. Um, we got Young Thug's collaborations in general. Outside of just future work, but like his collab album with Future, collab album with Carnage, and just everyone everywhere and versatility we got so much fun the album itself between the rollout and just like music and how that's the cultivation of everything thug's been up for hopefully that's not his peak hopefully we get to see just as good stuff or better stuff years and then lastly we got uh danny glover which was on our maybe list we moved it up huge song for him song that kind of broke him out and all that, man. You, you know what I just realized? Because I kind of just, I, di- I didn't even think about it. Because I know it's kind of early. It's a little bit past like the 1017 Brick Squad. Um, Like the, the like Rich Gang, that, that's not in there technically, right? 
No. Yeah, we completely missed Rich Gang. Yeah, Maybe. I feel like Rich Gang has got a. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I caught that because I had Rich Gang. In the I'm glad you I caught that, too, because that would have caused a lot of yelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because Rich Gang, man, <laughs> holy shit. Like him and Kwan. Wanna... Yeah, so, mean, you, you got anything on Rich Gang? Yeah. So before I get into the technicalities of the list, Rich Gang, great fucking mixtape. I mean, his chemistry with Rich Homie Kwan, who I hope is doing well and yeah. like finds his way back to the music that we knew <laughs> and we love him making. Um, but like his chemistry with Rich Homie and their friendship, thug constantly in the interviews I was reading today was just like, yeah, 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 but that doesn't apply to Rich Homie Kwan. Like everything I said about other rappers doesn't apply to Rich Homie Kwan. He always made like an effort to say that, whether it's just promotion for their projects. Um, or if it was something he truly felt deep down, like Rich Gang was a cash money record, like mixtape with Young Money. And then they made like a next volume and Birdman is like, all we're going to do is we're going to showcase Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan. And that shit was fucking incredible. And it's kind of gotten lost in time because it's not on streaming services. It's a yeah. mix to go find through Dad Piff or wherever. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. Super important to Thug's career. We're definitely putting it on the list. Um, yeah, what do you got on before we get to that? Rich Gang is like I mean, we talked about lifestyle a bit at the top, obviously, but Rich Gang is just one of those situations that I wish, I wish we lived in an alternate universe where Rich Gang, you know, didn't you know kind of break up and Thug and Homie were still doing music for years and years, and we're still doing music now because. Their chemistry was just so great. Um, Thug's ability to kind of sing and still kind of rap on that hard shit like when he wants to. Um, and Homie's ability to just craft great hooks as well and just float on anything. Like that cool factor that Rich Homie had earlier in his career. Um, it was just a match made in heaven. Um, two artists who just went so well together. Um, yeah, I've I, w- I wish we would have got more rich gang music. And I hope, small sliver of hope marred that we can get a a song at least from Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan at a later date. That that would warm my heart so much. Yeah. Hopefully we get it soon. I know Rich Homie's been like out here making some stuff, you know? Yeah, he, he's kind of moving around again, so... But him, Young Thug, Pee Wee Longway, Migos want to stop being rich and fucking back down to earth and do some man. shit. Man. Yeah. All years, man. Yeah. All years. Um, so we can, this is what we can do. We can throw Rich Gang within the Young Thug collaborations, have it under that umbrella, or we yeah. can take any Brown, or we can take out, damn, there's not shit else I'm taking out. So it's either yeah, collaborations or it's over Danny Brown. <laughs> Uh, I would say throw it in. I want to say throw it in over Danny Glover, but I don't because that was like the first moment. I kept so, saying Brown. That's fucking annoying. Oh. <laughs> Danny Glover. <laughs> Sorry, Danny Glover. Big fan of your work, man. 
big fan, big fan of the movies. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I actually I, I'm cool with throwing it just with the collab projects in general. Well, I'm, I'm, this is why I would put it over Danny Glover. If I can make the quick cases, because I think it's more important than every other collab thug star. I agree. Honestly. I agree. Yeah. So I think we need to make that differentiation, but I agree. We can't take out the others. So yeah, I do that. Yeah. Uh, shout out Danny Glover. That's kind of in the 1017 thug era. So we can put it under that umbrella. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Rich Gang's the last, last spot. That was fun this week, man. Yeah. Good week of just like going back and listening to Thug. Just this dude who, like, when I look back at the past like decade of hip hop, Thug is one of those guys that really kind of sums it up so well. Like, you know, the mumble rap shit at the beginning was something that was really like disrespectful to a group of artists who were really making some dope shit. And as time has gone on, I've seen Young Thug be embraced by more people. Like, I remember the first time, it's something that we didn't talk about, but I remember the first time I heard Young Thug on Sacrifices. And it was one of the first times that really clicked to me that I was like, nah, Young Thug, like, kind of has got a pin and he's rapping, like, for real. And I heard other people kind of share that sentiment. So I love how Thug has grown, you know, throughout the years, you know, from, you know, 1017, to even, like I said, on the sacrifice of shit, to where he's at now with Punk being, like, this big pop name. I love the growth that we've seen from Thug. And I'm interested you to see any, what... You got any bars you want to, like, fucking... Because I... <laughs> I mean, the whole, like, to me, like, the whole sacrifice is verse, bro. Like <laughs> The username, like, who is he? God damn. I, I think the one that blew my mind was On the Run. Which I thought we didn't talk about on the run, but I fucking love on the run. Yeah, like, so fast project. Yeah, I I don't want to do a rankings, but like it might be in my top five. I fucking love uh, on the run. And I remember him dropping a bar like to a Fresh Prince uh, reference where he says, "I got I got the same name as the Butler, but I got more money I, than." Yeah, I think that I think that's on I think that's on Sin, which. Yeah might be my favorite song on there i mean high is obviously crazy um i love climax i'm a huge black fan black is another one of those dudes where i feel like we're kind of past the collab album era a little bit but if thug and black want to do a little collab project i think they would mesh really well um, i man i'm looking at on the run right now it's only six songs but there's not a miss on here there was no at all like he he picked the six perfect songs to fit together love that project yeah um, yeah, that's probably it for me and Lee for the week. Yes, Next sir. week, we might have a late episode, depending on when we can record. We'll do that behind the scenes, but you'll either be able to figure something out. We are, we're back in action. You know what I'm saying? Season, Season two, two, we back. It's no, it's my favorite time of the year because we're coming up on November, December, coming up on year and stuff. I'm excited mm-hmm. for I'm excited for year and talk about the best stuff from this year. Lee's gonna be so mad when he finds out I don't listen to like 10 albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yo, youngest, let's do a top 10. Dude, I've only heard seven out, but it's all right. We're gonna we gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. I did out. my count. I think I'm at 22 right now. I'm gonna try to get to like 40 so that way I can have an honest discussion about some stuff. So if you do have some shit you want me to listen to for 2021, send it to me. I no promises I'll listen to it because I'm bad at that shit, but I'll, I'll probably. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. But yeah. As always, back. thank you for fucking with us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, we're back on a weekly schedule. Uh, yeah. Everybody have a good week. Thank you for tuning in.